0: Let's talk about money. This week on our Community Impact Series here on State of the Water, we're going to talk about financial literacy. Are you literate about your money? Do you know where every dollar and every penny is spent? Do you have an emergency savings? Do you have a bank account? What do you know about your finances? Today we have with us Executive Vice President from Town Bank, Yvonne Allman, to tell us about our financial literacy. It's Stay in the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right, welcome back. It's Stay in the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. As always, we'd like to thank you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday as we broadcast live, as we always do. From the campus of the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation, at WNSB Hot 91, the soul of VA. Look, we hope you had a phenomenal Mother's Day weekend and you're ready for the summer. You know, we've got Memorial Day weekend coming up, so, you know, that is the beginning of the summer. You know, so make sure you got everything together and you're out there keeping yourself safe, but at the same time, taking Take some time for yourself, your family, and having some good, safe fun. You know, here in Hampton Roads, we got a lot of great areas to go. you got the beach. we got the mountains. We've got the hills. We've got so many historical sites to, to view. So, you know, if you're looking at staycations, and, of course, the cruise is back. Different uh, destinations and so forth here coming out of the Port of Norfolk. So if you're looking for a staycation or you want to get away, You know, Hampton Rose is definitely the place to do it as always. One reason why I absolutely love and adore this area. You know, this past week we had our opening house for this radio station, WNSB. Forty years this station has been on the air, and we have a brand new studio, state of the art material, state of the art equipment, everything here to have a state of the art radio station better than some commercial stations that are out there so if you're looking to advertise if you're looking to uh, have a partner on the air to get your message out WNSB is here for you so make sure you contact us go to our website uh, wnsbonline.org give us a shout out and connect with our community director our station manager because we're open for business As always, we have our producer here, uh, Marvin Folks, also known as DJ Scandalous, who keeps us right and tight on the wheels of steel. You can hear him every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6 p.m. He's working special events and the games on Saturday, and yes, on Sunday, the hardest working man in radio, he is here with us as well. Well, for those of you that listen to this show faithfully, you know That I love this particular series that you know I've created here for Stay the Water. You know, it's a show where it was created to bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. And one of the major areas that I like to highlight are those that are on the ground in our community. Doing the work, you know, many times we hear about policies, we hear about things that are happening in our world and say, hey, you know, how can I access that? And sometimes it seems a little bit too big and out of reach. And sometimes we just lose interest in it. But in this particular series, the Community Impact Series, I'm bringing to you people who are here in our local community that are doing a job on the ground in the community, making a difference and change. So one area that I think is very important that we talk about is money. We all love it. We all love what money does for us. But sometimes, you know, we get a little bogged down and we don't understand our money. We don't understand how, how to save, how to spend it, how to invest it, uh, the value of it, building a legacy, and, you know, doing a little something to support yourself, but not too much. So today, I'm extremely excited to invite my good friend and someone who's been doing this for years. That's none other than Yvonne Allman, who is Executive Vice President and Community Financial Engagement Officer here at Town Bay. Yvonne, thank you for joining us here on State of the Water. Thank you for
1: asking me to be here. Um- I enjoy doing this.
0: Absolutely. You know, you're no stranger to Norfolk State, you're no stranger to WNSB. As a matter of fact, you've uh, been to the station many times, and uh, especially this particular, uh, this month and last month. You know, you've graced us with your presence and really given us your knowledge, you know. Uh, So we're very grateful to have you, and thank you so much for sharing what you do.
1: Thank you. Um, I have been on the campus for a while, and I've actually been on the the foundation board um, for at least 20 years.
0: Absolutely, And, um, you know, we're going to, as a matter of fact, that's a great way to kind of get into your story. Right. Because, like I say, you are no stranger, you know, to Norfolk State, you no stranger to the station. Um, but I think that uh, your impact that 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 you've made in this community, um, you know, is, is something that's behind the scenes. But also, you know, something in your new position is coming uh, to the forefront. But, you know, being a banker. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a profession that, you know, many individuals don't look at on on career day in elementary or middle high school. It's like, what do you want to be? I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a mm-hmm. lawyer or a judge. But, you know, you rarely see kids that say, I want to be a banker. So what 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 was the thought process and what made you decide that, hey, I want to be a banker?
1: Well, um, Um, Thank you for um, inviting me to tell my story, but when I was in college in in Washington, D.C., attending the George Washington University, I was a pre-med major, and down the street from the George Washington University was the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which insures all of our monies in the bank. I'm sure everybody's heard about it in recent um, months, definitely. But I became a proofreader for all the banks' rules and regulations. So before they were published, I had to proofread them before they were sent to the printer. And as I'm reading these things every day, I said, my parents don't know this, my family doesn't know this. And so it became very interesting to me. Um, So I changed my major from pre-med to finance. And um, I worked at the FDIC for five years just learning about the rules around money. I was speaking to a group of students over at um, Norfolk State, and I told them that it's good to know the rules of money, and they were surprised. They said, what do you mean there are rules around money? There are tons of rules around money. And it can actually be very um, interesting, and those are very great careers for someone coming out of school. If you want to travel, you can pick your part of the country, become a bank examiner, a bank auditor, or a bank liquidator, and they will train you and they will pay you while you are um training. And once you are an auditor or work for the FDIC, any bank in the country will hire you because you know the rules. And there are tons of rules around banking. We're probably the second most regulated um, industry outside of the medical industry. Um, There are tons of rules um, around banking. And I just found it interesting. As we're growing up, we hear our parents, our parents usually don't talk to us about money, but we've heard them say, you know, we're short this month or we need more money for this or that. And all of those conversations started to resonate with me as I was reading this. That my family just doesn't know this. So I started to give them advice based on what um, I was learning. And um, eventually, that's how I became a banker. Once I left the FDIC, I got a job at a bank right away and uh, have continued in banking. And there's so much to banking. Most people just know as they walk into the branch, and some people don't even walk into the branch anymore. Right. <laughs> but they're just keeping track of of their money but the power in the bank and the power for our communities is upstairs and I learned that very very quickly by working in the back offices um, around the rules of, of money and our community and communities at risk really have little if any knowledge of the process for obtaining that access to capital so that our communities can grow and flourish in all kinds of ways but I'm out here to tell whatever it is that I, I can – I know whenever – when I started in banking, as I learned things, I created my own workshops. Um, when I was in my 20s, I created my own workshops, and I would conduct them for the SBA in um, Washington, D.C., Howard University, um, for any churches, um, nonprofit organizations, anybody who wanted to know about how to finance your business. I created my own workshops, and actually the, the materials that I'm using for how to finance your own business – are actually written on a typewriter. And so I have converted them to PowerPoint. <laughs> well, look, um,
0: many people are... The
1: basics are the same.
0: <laughs> many people are like, typewriter, what's, what's that? <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> they all start laughing when I say that, as a matter of fact. But the basics um, are the same, and there's so much our community doesn't know. You hear a lot of talk these days, you know, we need more black banks, but we need more people of color in the banks that have the structures in place, mm. And that's why we need people coming out of college to consider a career in banking. And the training programs in the banks to bring all kinds of people and another generation of people in general into the industry, all of the banks are going through that. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase probably has one of the best programs because they're paying the, the people in the training program six figures. But you probably need that to live in New York. All right. But, um, <laughs> but you learn all the aspects of the industry, and then you can decide which um, part you want to work in. Do you want to work in operations? Do you want to be in the branches? Do you want to be on the retail side, the commercial side? I mean, there are all kinds of sides to, um, to the industry, and you learn that while you're in the training program.
0: Wow. Tons of opportunity from someone who's done it at a very high level and involved yes. tremendously. Uh, of course, we're talking with the 2018 Inside Business Women in Business Achievement Award the recipient and also 2021 recipient of the Humanitarian Award here by the Virginia Center for Inclusion in Communities. None other than Yvonne Altman, Executive Vice President and Community Financial Engagement Officer with Bank, You know, Yvonne, you're, you're not just active in banking. I mean, every time I speak with you, your knowledge about banking and money is just tremendous. Uh, but you're also involved in the community very heavily on a lot of boards. Of course, as a board member here for the Norfolk State University Foundation and board of visitor member for ODU. But, you know, where do you really find the time and why is it important for you to be involved in all of these, these boards that, that you are involved in?
1: Well, it, I think it's very important um, for the boor- boards, especially the ones that I have appointments um, to, for them to be the, the boards to be diversified and to hear an opinion other than their own. And a lot of people on a lot of boards are very well-meaning. They want to do something. They want to help. They want to do this. And they have a lot of money. They contribute a lot of money. But some of them really don't know the populations that they are tasked with 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 benefit and um I found that very interesting you know even in my 20s and early 30s about that I remember one board that I was on and it was uh Big Brothers Big Sisters um uh, at that time and they were planning a big golf tournament and at, at this golf course that I knew was um an exclusive um golf course it did not allow people of color this is in Virginia Beach and um I asked them at the board meeting I said You need to make sure that when you have the golf tournament, that that golf facility, that the country club accepts all kinds of people and that the people who we are tasked with representing would be allowed to go there. And they looked at me like, what is she talking about? So at the next board meeting, they said, we are changing the location of the golf tournament. Um, We looked at their bylaws and um, nobody here, um, none of the kids would be allowed to come over there at all. So that started them thinking. So then I was referred to other boards, and it, it it continues to be the same. I'm I'm always amazed um, at how little people who um, make huge contributions and are very well meaning um, for um, are, who are very well meaning just do not know anything about the community at all. I am always very much amazed at that.
0: Wow. You know, right here in our community, you know, it really takes, you know, us to be engaged and involved, you know, Mm -hmm. to let others know, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. people honestly just don't know.
1: They really don't know. And um, I'm a northerner. I um, grew up mostly in the north. Um, Washington, D.C. was south to me. And this is really um, south to me. Um, But at least there are people who um, you would expect to know something about someone else. But if you are 40 and 50 years old in this community and you have never had a meaningful conversation with a person of color or one as a friend, then, you know, I said, that's not good. Yeah. That is not good, but there's so many people who um, are in that situation and people who, you're always surprised, you know, really, you don't know this? And they don't even know about the history of, of this area. I talked to someone yesterday because I attended one of the many um, Norfolk 17 um, events that they had during Black History Month. And he's um, retired now, but he's an executive. And he said, I was fascinated by that. I had no idea. I said, are you from here? And he said, Yes. But they just don't pay attention to things that do not directly affect them.
0: Absolutely, which is why the importance of talking about and teaching our history—it's our story—and it's to help, it's to learn, but and appreciate the past, but also to help us here in the future. It's stay the water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Claville. You've joined us for our community impact series. You know where we're talking about money here with none other than one of the persons that I admire tremendously, and and her just knowledge and her engagement in the community. Yvonne Allman, who's executive vice president and community financial engagement officer here with town bank. So let's talk about money, right? (laughs) You know, your financial literacy program that you created, one of them, uh, you know, there, there are are, are some, some highlights that you've, that you've mentioned. And I I just want to point out a few things here. And I, I want you to tell us about how we can learn more about our money. But you said that many Americans are at risk of being left behind because of financial burdens and lack of basic understanding. So, mm-hmm. just a couple of stats 44%, you say, of Americans do not have the cash on hand to cover a $400 emergency. That's $400.
1: Yeah, $400. And, and, um, and some of the statistics we're using are like, considering there are 350 million people in the country, that's 154 million people that don't have $400 to cover an emergency. That's huge.
0: Wow. You know, you also said 43% of student loan borrowers are not making a single payment right now.
1: Mm-hmm. 43% million
0: people. Yes. Wow, and considering student loans are about one point seven trillion dollars right now, that's uh, mm-hmm. and and going up, going up as well. Thirty-eight percent of American households have credit card debt, averaging more than sixteen thousand dollars on an average APR and annual percentage rate of sixteen point four seven percent.
1: Yes, that is amazing too. That's another hundred thirty-three million people.
0: Wow. And and this is the one that's astonishing to me. You know, I I understand individuals, you know, get into credit card debt. I understand taking student loans out for, you know, your your education because you're leveraging. Um, Don't quite understand the 400 emergency savings, but I I get it. I get it. Things happen. But 33 percent, you said, of Americans have not saved one penny for retirement. Wow.
1: Yes. And they don't participate in their own 401K plans. Um, 115 million people. Um, some of the classes that I have put together were actually organizations, employers want us to talk together. I actually work with them to put a program together for their employees. The things that HR sees, they see garnishments coming in. They're finding out that. So several members of their staff who are in senior positions are living in their cars. This is all around us. You oh, don't no. know who wow. is, is in a, in a situation.
0: So. You say several members of individual senior staff are living in their cars. Is that what you said?
1: Yes. And that's a couple of employers approached me and said that they wanted me to do a budget class because we actually offer what I do, the financial literacy program program. Um, to our community, we offer it to employers, we offer it to our customers for mm-hmm. their employees. I conducted one this morning for um, some drivers of an Amazon warehouse because they're making more money than they've ever made in their lives. So their bosses want them to know how to budget their money. They want to know them to know about bank accounts. And we had about 30 people in that session this morning who wanted just the basics about their account, how to open the account, whether or not they even have an account. Because in addition to those statistics you um, read off, 9 million people in this country are unbanked. They cannot open a bank account. So how are they going to survive when, since COVID, there's less and less cash is being used? And if you work for any um, employer, you probably have direct deposit. They're not giving you a paycheck. If you ask for a paycheck, that's usually a red flag in Mm -hmm. HR that, why can't you have a bank account? And there's usually a reason that they can't have a bank account. They may have misused a bank account previously. And once you misuse an account, for instance, if you owe Bank of America or a town bank $1,000 and they've had to charge the account off, that means you did not pay the fees and everything associated with it. That could have been $100 that you actually overdrew the account. But with fees adding up, it could really add up to several hundred dollars and so my suggestion would be to go back to them, to the bank, ask them to please waive those fees, and then you pay what you actually overdrew so that you can get started. If you have a relationship with a bank, your company has a relationship with a bank, they can probably override that and help you with that so mm-hmm. that you can start a bank account and start to get established because you really need one to function. That's a lot of people who do not have a bank account, and then they begin, they become victims of all of these High rate fraud things and um all kinds of things, so you really need to do it with an established financial institution
0: Wow so l- l- let's back up a little and let's let's get your expertise on what individuals can do what you recommend in order to remedy some of these uh financial issues that i you artic- that I articulated earlier from your program forty four forty four percent as you said don't have cash on hand to cover a four hundred dollar. Emergency fund mm-hmm. or emergency. What is it that you recommend for our listeners to do to start an emergency fund?
1: Whatever you have, whatever money you have coming in, put something aside in an account that is just in your name. Um, if you're married, if you're a couple, still have an account together if you want, but still have an account in your own name under your own tax ID number. And if you're a couple, each one of you should have your own account in your own name, and in addition to a joint account, if you want that, and put something aside, even if it's starting with five dollars. I remember, you know, working part time when I was at the, the FDIC, and out of every paycheck, I would put five. Started putting five dollars in to a, a separate savings account. By Christmas, I had about five hundred dollars um, because I would put a little bit more, sometimes ten. <laughs> but you have to start somewhere. And most people think, well, if I'm going to do $5, it's not going to make a difference. But over time, it will. And then you will, as you start to see that grow, you don't want to touch it. And you want to see it grow. So you will have that emergency fund very quickly if you make sure that out of every bit of money that you get, you put something aside for yourself. You pay yourself like you pay MasterCard, Visa, your rent, pay yourself too.
0: Right. You know, I heard a uh, a saying once about... The most powerful force that we have uh, here in, in you know in, in our realm, especially in bank, is called compound interest, and it works with mm-hmm. time. So you mentioned over time, you know, it starts to grow, and that compound interest is something else.
1: It, it it is, and interest rates are going back up now. So if you can get a certificate of deposit, some of them start with as little as fifty dollars. And, you know, it might be for five months, it might be for a year, you can't add to it, but you can watch that $50 grow into something else. If you have a joint account with your child or have an account that the child can open on his own own if they're 18, um, if you go out, say, you know, we're all going to use our own money, nine times out of ten, they're not going to want to go out to eat if they're going to have to use their own money because they have watched their money grow and they want to continue to save that money. It creates a mindset and then you've got to really start early. Just the basics, just starting to put $5 away, it starts to grow. Every time you get paid, just put something away and you will watch it grow. And $400 is not a lot of money, but once you watch it grow, you will want to um, really hang on to it and watch it grow.
0: Absolutely. Now, Let's just kind of segue to retirement as well, since it's about savings. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? You said many persons are not taking advantage of companies, 401Ks and company match. And and we, we know that Social Security is something that our country has. But, you know, again, you don't want that to be your primary source. What is it that you recommend that our listeners can do to help save for their retirement?
1: Pretend like the Social Security isn't there. They're going to take it out anyway. But if you can even participate in a 401k plan to the maximum, and especially if your company has a match, you can watch that grow. And if you're in your 20s, you know, you can hear about the stock market. It actually starts to make you interested in things that affect your finances so that you will have a handle on your finances. Um, you will start to watch the stock market, and you will learn to panic and not panic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but when you're in your 20s, once you start taking classes because if if you um have a 401k plan they offer webinars now so that you can kind of learn about the money and how to invest for yourself and take advantage of those all of that is free and that money is uh pre-tax so you end up um with pre-tax money and by the time you need the money hopefully um you will be of age where your tax re- um, um, category will be a little bit lower. So by the time you pay the taxes on it, your taxes will also be lower. But that's the way that you can really, really, really um, participate in the system and not be left out. I explained that, too. I remember a few years ago when everything was going on with the stock market, my hairdresser says, I feel so left out of things. I said, why don't you get an IRA account or a, a retirement account for you as your own, since you're your own employee employer, and then you won't be left out of things. Wow. So she started doing that and started reading up on the things that she was invested in, and and she was able to buy a house. Um, she she really started to pay attention.
0: Wow, you know, um, yeah, speaking of stock market and paying attention to finances, I remember you know going to the library, and what I like to do during the summer is just pick a subject that I want to learn more about and just delve into it. And this mm-hmm. summer, and it was years ago, we're talking, you know, a couple of decades ago, I, I, I wanted to delve into investing. So I got this book by Warren Buffett and uh, started mm-hmm. just to read more about it. And he talked about the stock market. Over time, it's the mm-hmm. best investment that you can make. So mm-hmm. uh, that I, the, what you're saying is true. I can I, I testify to that. <laughs> so, well, and
1: even when, – when I know some people who had um, money in um, – a company when they were younger and the company merged with another company they'd long left that that company Whoa. and their their stock increased and they paid it no attention and recently I told him I, I said you know we need to go out on that that um website findmymoney.com yeah <laughs> and so he went out on that site and he said there was something in his name they don't tell you how much it is and um and he worked for um the the company that became AT&T Wow. So you know that was probably really valuable stock um, way back then. And in the eighties, he left it and he formed his own his own company. And he'd been there for probably eight or nine years. So he said he had he saw that he sent in the information to get more information on it. He didn't pay any attention. He said a couple months later he got a call and he thought it was a scam call. And someone said they're going to be in the area and he, they had information for him related to his response to the Find My Money through mm-hmm. the trip. Um, and so he said, "Okay." So they came to his office, and they gave him a check for over two hundred fifty <laughs> thousand dollars. And that's why they wanted to do it in person, right? You know, I have probably like thirty some dollars left from Virginia Pilot, so they'll send that to me. If they, <laughs> they wanted—they had a few people in that area that they wanted to actually meet in person because they had checks for more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars.
0: Wow again, find your money. You just never know. And I know about AT&T. My mother, before she passed, she had worked, at, uh, that worked for AT&T, which was first South Central Bell, then became Lucent Technologies, then became AT&T. So I mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean about those buying. Yvonne, listen, I, I love this talk about money. You know, we want to have you back, you know, throughout the, the year. And like I say, you're no stranger to the station. You're always on the morning show or other segments. But give our listeners Uh, some information that they can uh, secure and contact you or go to Town Bank's website to find more about the financial literacy program that you have and if if they want to get involved, how can they do that?
1: They can call me directly at 757-628-6361 because I create my own schedule. And then we can talk about a plan that may fit for them or a group And um, we can go from there because everybody's situation is different. When you have a big group, sometimes people don't like to talk about their personal financial situation. So if I'm talking to a group, I always stay and then let people line up, and I talk to them one-on-one about things. But we can also talk one-on-one. So anytime they get ready, they can call me at this number, and I'll be happy to reach out. And for their employer, um, I can put a, a program together for the employer, that addresses all the employees and we can meet in person or virtual and do these um, workshops. It can be the evening, the weekend, the morning, whatever they want.
0: Awesome. You know, we're so lucky to have you here in our community and we thank you again for being a part of the Spartan nation as a board member here with the Friend foundation and also as a regular partner here on WSB. That's Yvonne Alvin, executive vice president and community financial engagement officer with town bank, who throughout her career, has regularly conducted credit seminars and business financing seminars for many colleges, schools, churches, community groups, sharing her experience and her wealth and financial knowledge accumulated during her career. Again, this is State of the Water, where we bring movers, shakers, and policymakers to you to discuss issues important to the community. Until next time, we'll see you next week. God bless, be great, and enjoy your weekend.